0: Well, we have Nick Stupka back uh, and uh, his partner, Tim. Tim, what's your last name? Tim Malloy. Tim Malloy, and you're from uh, Altoona? Yeah, I
1: currently live in Altoona. I was uh, born and raised in Oskaloosa.
0: Oh, Oskaloosa. Well, that's where my my folks are from. Uh, And and you're from Elkhart, right, uh, Nick? Yeah, Elkhart. Okay, so you guys want, or, or Nick was kind of flying solo when he won the uh, Coralville Tournament, and uh, you went down to this uh, tournament in uh, Lake of the Ozarks. So what was the name of that tournament?
1: It was uh, It was called the National Crappie League uh, Open Division Tournament.
0: So is this a little, is there like more professional fishermen in that one than, than, than in the Corn Belt, tour?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a bigger national trail and uh it'll draw more boats from all around the country
0: and uh you guys did pretty good in that tournament i think you you finished top 12 top 13 something like that yes sir we were 13th okay so uh coralville uh fishing some of the worst conditions you can fish in raining cold wind everything you don't want Uh, uh how was the conditions down there what was the temperature what was going on with the wind
1: well, the, uh, the wind really wasn't a factor at all. Um, we, we actually like a little bit of wind, uh, not a lot, but uh, the wind was actually perfect for fishing. Uh, there was a little cool in the mornings, there was frost, uh, we had frost on our scale when we were trying to weigh fish. And, and uh, but the, the, it warmed up uh, and by the weigh-ins, it was, it was beautiful.
0: That's good. Uh, Tim, uh, uh, had you fished this lake before?
1: I had. Um, I had had some success down there. Um, a previous partner and I, uh, in 2018, uh, we actually won a, a club tournament down there, and then we fished a, a big uh, 140 boat national qualifier down there, and we finished 12th in that. So uh, yes, I've had a little bit of success and experience on that lake. Uh,
0: uh, and Nick, this was your first foray into the Lake of the Ozarks fishing. Yep,
1: yeah, this is... Uh...
2: That was the first time I've ever been on the lake. I got down there Wednesday night, so I was able to be there for one day of pre-fishing and then fish two tournament days, and that those are the only uh, three days I've ever had on Lake of the Ozarks.
0: Well, uh, what what was uh, your quick uh, first impressions of the uh, Lake of the Ozarks down there? Uh, I
2: I can tell you real quick, I love that lake. That lake is just so jam-packed full of fish and just... Just for do you want to take people or go by yourself or, you know, go with Buddy or something like that and just go down there and have fun. There's, I haven't really seen a better lake than that because there's just fish everywhere. And they're nice fish. I mean, that that 140 to 150 class down there is thick. I mean, they are around every corner down there and they have no problem biting. I mean, they fly at baits and it's it's a lot of fun fishing that
0: lake. Yeah, they even got, uh, like, uh, uh restaurants that float out in the lake and you can pull up into them and and get bait and and get some beers and sandwich and get back out on the lake it's uh, uh i i i stayed down there uh in the year of our lord 1980 uh 85 i think uh, uh went down there and uh between when i got out of high school when i joined the army I, I i spent a summer down there at osage beach it was a great time but uh, Tim, what was the what was the water temperature like? Was it clear? Was it muddy? Uh, what what was going on with the with the condition with the water conditions?
1: Oh, the, the water was it was almost perfect. I mean, we we like a little bit of stain in the water. Um, and we were we were actually in a part of the lake and targeting white crappie, so um, it, we like a little bit of stain. And, and it you know it was it was almost perfect from a clarity standpoint. And uh tell you the truth, I, I'm i not a big water temperature guy. Uh Nick will tell you that. I I think you need to find the fish no matter what the temperature is and they're gonna be somewhere different every day. So Dick, did you look at the water temp? I i don't even I don't even remember. I I did look at the water temp just just for curiosity. I mean
2: I mean me and Tim are pretty close to where we think the same thing a water temp. I mean it doesn't play a big factor in our game or our game plan. Um I mean, when them fish are spawning, or they're up on the bank, I mean, you know it, no matter if that temperature says 50 degrees or 90 degrees. I mean, you know when they're up on the bank. So, but that water water change uh, did go about, I want to say about four degrees e- each day. You know, with the lower lows at night, it dropped quite a bit. But, you know, just like Tim said earlier, it was beautiful by weigh-in, and it was full sun every day, and it warmed up a lot. So I, I want to say that water tank fluctuated four to five degrees, you know, every day.
1: Yeah, I'd say it was it, it was probably started out 55 in the morning and, and uh, ended up close to 60 by the time we were done, I would I would guess.
0: Well, uh, are the crappie spawning yet down there at Lake of the Ozarks?
1: That's a good question. Um, we had heard other fishermen um you know, say that they thought they had caught some spawned out fish. Um, We, I I think we, we don't, we caught a lot of, a lot of females that still had eggs. A lot of really, really fat 120 to to 150s that that was tucked full of eggs. Um, And some of our, a couple of our bigger fish, I think were actually males. Um, So I, I don't think so. Uh, Nick may disagree with me, but I I think most of the fish are still yet
0: to spawn well uh nick uh it's first time in the lake uh i'm sure you're trying uh this and that uh what 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 did you start out with for lures or or bait and then uh, did you make any adjustments
2: um well tim had been there for uh two days before i got down there um and i had you know intel from him and what he had found in the lake and it was hair jigs and uh, so we went hair jigs we kept some plastics tied on uh, but we used hair jigs uh that whole day we were pre-fishing uh maybe picked up plastic once or twice during the day um and then that first day of that tournament we used hair jigs as well and come that night after the first day of that tournament i kind of just had a gut feeling just go to A plastic. I just had one of them weird feelings. It was just telling me to go to a plastic and just, just try it. Because on that first day, uh, we had some big fish that we just couldn't get to bite. I mean, just, just would not do anything with it. And we tried and tried and tried, and and just couldn't get them to go. And so, with that gut feeling that I had, uh, I went out to the boat late at night and uh, tied on a couple plastics and. That's actually what I ended up using uh, day two. And Tim started off with a hair jig on day two and then went to a plastic later on in the day. We just kind of found, for whatever reason, that certain day they wanted a plastic a little bit more than uh, a hair jig. And it's not so much that they would bite that over a hair jig, but I think what made the difference in my mind on that second day of a plastic and a hair jig is that if we missed a fish or we had a fish that we hooked and he came off and you know we were able to follow him and find him again uh, that we could get him to bite twice with a plastic and i think that really made a big difference in my mind i believe it was a way fish if it wasn't a way fish i was real close we actually got him to bite four times before we got him it was just one of them fish we couldn't get a couldn't get a hook in for some reason. And uh, he'd go after that plastic time after time, every time we dropped it on him.
0: Well, Tim, what was the rules of this tournament? I guess two days of fishing? How many fish could you weigh in? Uh,
1: in the... Yeah, this 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 was actually a little bit different format uh, than we're used to. Um, this uh, National Crappie League, which we're, we're very, very impressed with it's, it's its first year as a national trail and um their their rules are you can have a maximum of seven fish in the boat at any one time uh, but you can only weigh five fish uh, no, normal tournaments um over the, over the course of the years the crappie tournaments it's, it's always you weigh seven fish uh, but this National crappie league has gone to a five fish format
0: so you got seven fish and you can kind of pull them out as you get bigger ones huh
1: Correct, but you can never have more than seven in the boat, and you can only bring five to scale. All
0: right, Nick, I got a question about line. All right, uh, I was fishing right next to my grandson, uh, and he was catching uh, some crappies, some bass, and some bluegill, and uh, uh, I had the same lure and the same bait on, and I was not, but my brother pointed out that I had heavier line, and he had lighter lines. So, what's the right line to use? And, uh, would you use the same kind of line in Coralville, Saylorville, and uh, Lake of the Ozarks? Would, would you make a change?
2: Uh, no, I wouldn't make a change. I think the only reason I'd make a change from going from fishing these lakes up here or, you know, pretty much anywhere else we fish. Um, the only thing that made a difference on Lake of the Ozarks if we were fishing, you know, way down on the southern part of the lake, you know, a lot, you know, really clean, clean water. Um, we tend to uh, use we use a white braid actually, and it's 20 pound is what we use. Um, we've never had a problem with fish, you know, seeing the line or it getting them fish to spook or being really reluctant on the bite. Uh, the only way that I change from that white braid is if I go to super super clear water. Basically, got to be gin clear before I take that off. And then when I go to a a you know, really clear lake or something like that i'll uh i'll switch it up to fluorocarbon usually i'll switch to fluorocarbon um or i'll go to like a, a moss green uh braid and i might i might bump down the you know the the pound test on it a little bit but it's always going to stay up around that 20 pound uh with braid. i <laughs> i can't uh seem to really uh run much lighter than Twenty pound braid. Tim will vouch for this. Uh, I I got a really bad case of setting the hook real hard. Uh, <laughs> so I anything lighter than like that twenty pound, fifteen pound be all right. But anything lighter than that, I tend to break off all the time. And that just, I mean, that's a killer in a tournament. You get on a big fish, and uh, you know he comes up and and eats daylight out of that bait, and you set the hook on, and it breaks. Well, that. That fish is done because it's completely different if, you know, you miss a fish and you still have your jig or you miss a fish and broke off and that fish has your jig in his mouth. You know, more times than not, he's not going to bite again if he's got that jig stuck in his mouth.
1: Yeah, Dave, I'm I'm still trying to teach Nick how to use uh, the drag system, but uh, he's, uh, he's a power fisherman, uh, very little drag and, and setting the hook hard. So... Uh, back to your question, too, as far as line uh, diameter and, and size, I think that also has to do with a little bit whether you're casting or, you know, what we, 90% of our fishermen, our fishing and our strength is is dropping uh, a jig or a, a bait with a long pole uh, and a weight above it. So we can get by with a little heavier braid and uh, maybe a clear leader underneath uh, a sinker. But uh, if you're casting, or we we do cast, we, we have short poles. Uh, if the if the fish are really spooky, we will cast to them, and we'll use a little. You know, we'll we'll get down to about eight or ten pound test uh, doing that.
0: All right. Well, Tim, I have got a question for you about depth. Where what was there? Uh, was there uh, at a different depth day one and then depth day two? Was it different in the morning in the afternoon? But about what depth were you finding the crossings?
1: Yeah, it's a good question, and and it, it was it's not really one answer. I think you know we we caught in, in, we found fish in practice, and we fished in day two, uh, anywhere from six to twelve foot of water. Uh, that was I'm sorry, in day one we were in six to twelve foot of water, um, and we caught big fish in in all those ranges. Uh, in practice, Nick got down there, and we did practice on Thursday in in a creek arm. Uh, where we were in 20 foot of water and there were, there were good fish in there. And that's actually where the, the, the tournament was won at. And, uh, we, we decided that, you know, 20 foot of water is not our strength. We, we don't have a lot of practice in that. Our Iowa lakes, you know, we're usually 10 foot or less, uh, all year long. So we made a decision to move up the lake and into that shallower water. And, uh, it, it could have cost us, but, uh, you know, we fished our strength and, and, uh, that that was uh, six to t- 12 foot on day one and then we did uh as nick said at the weigh-in uh we did find some fish more in 14 foot of water later in the day on day two and that's where we upgraded i think four of our fish was in that 14 foot of water
0: well nick did it, did you uh, did tim did anybody else out there use a live bait minnows night crawlers any of that um a lot
2: of people at the weigh-in. Uh, did say that they did use minnows Um, not you know not all the time but they did have them in the boat and they used them on some fish that they couldn't get the bite or got super finicky and uh, we actually didn't didn't even have a minnow in the boat Um, and I don't think that really cost us anything uh, for for fish wise Um, it might have been beneficial on one or two that we you know that we missed on that first day and couldn't get them to bite again. They, they might have hit a minnow or thought about it a little bit more. Maybe just kind of tapped on it. You could have let them eat it and kind of just swallow it and then, you know, set the hook on them. But uh, it's minnows is one of those things that uh, I, if I don't got to use them, I don't use them. They're just kind of a, to me, they're kind of more of a burden than they are an asset. Um, you know, it's a time killer. And of fishing is all about, you know, being time efficient. And, you know, if you got to run back to a minnow bucket and grab, you know, minnows and put them on the hook every time that you get a bite, and go on to the next fish, you know, that's, that's a time killer. And especially with scope, you know, everyone's looking for one fish. You're, you know, you're fishing fast, you're going fast, you're covering tons and tons of water. And uh, every second that you have not looking at that screen that's potential to miss you know a big fish that's going to roll across that screen that you would never see if you got to go back to a minnow bucket but it is essential sometimes and sometimes you have to have them and when you have to have them i mean you got to fish with them but it's i mean that mental fishing is a whole whole different ball game from from jig fishing
0: well tim uh <laughs> take me through the weigh-in process uh uh, you know, how do you, you, what time you guys all get together and weigh in and, uh, how'd you do the first day? How'd you do the second day? And then, then how did it all play out at the end?
1: Yeah. So the, this tournament, uh, the timing, you know, the, uh, daylights, uh, and everything they started at, at six, fish, uh, you can have lines in the water at six 30 and lines out of the water at two 30. And. As you know, Lake of the Ozarks is a monstrous lake. And usually they, you know, they give you an hour to get back to weigh in from uh, the stop of fishing time. But uh, this tournament, they gave us an hour and a half to get, so we had to be in way in line by four o'clock. And um, like I said before, you know, I think Nick and I were very impressed with this this new tournament trail. And uh, they were, their first class, they had a, um, a weigh-in system where they gave you a bag usually we're, we're dragging weigh-in coolers putting the fish in weigh-in coolers and dragging them to the scale but uh they give you bags in this one and then they count your fish and then they put them in the mesh bags and then you um you walk through the weigh-in line with your fish in a mesh bag in these tanks and so the fish were very lively by the time they got done being weighed and, and put back in the lake uh so you know we were we were very impressed with this trail and, and the, the, the weigh in system.
0: Well, uh, Nick, is this, uh, uh, the the, uh, one of the biggest or more, or well-organized uh, tournaments that your highest level tournaments that you've been in?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say it is this, this NCL trail is a very well, well-run, well-organized trail. I mean, they've, they've got it figured out and just, just the flow, of everything that they did and the weigh-in line um, and as people were on stage, just goes super, super smooth. And I think one of the biggest things uh, that makes it go fast and it's so much easier is they give you a little green zip tie for your big fish. Uh, I've never fished a tournament before where they gave us any sort of way to to mark our big fish. Um, you know, we they were in those bags and we put them up next to stage and uh they asked you know do we want to win a big fish and we said yes and we'd look in that bag of five fish and there it was right there you got a green zip tie especially you know on a lake like lake of the ozark there's is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cookie cutter fish and on your scale it, it might be i mean ounces off from your big fish to your second biggest fish and instead of sitting there and picking up, you know, two, three fish, deciding which one it is, and really kind of guessing, unless it's an absolute giant, then you would know. But, I mean, just, it knocks out that guessing part. And I think some people mess up on that. I think we have done that once as well, that we grabbed the wrong fish and put them up there on those scales. And it's, it's hard to tell when you get fish that are close, but you've got something now that marks it that makes that whole weigh in process go so much smoother and the rest of it as well. I mean, just the way it was set up and uh, the way they did uh, the mornings and how you could go and just go fish. You didn't have to, uh, you know, report to somewhere before hours and do a live bulb check. You know, it was, it was a trust system that you could go and you could put in your boat anytime after midnight and, uh, you just couldn't drop a line till 6:30, so that made things go you know smooth too and especially for us since it was such a big lake because that had been you know a long ways out of our way to go to captain ron's wait there in line behind a bunch of boats get a liable check and then go all the way back up and then come all the way back down and that saved a lot of time and it saved some sleep for a lot of teams including us and just you know it made everything just run smoother and i think it made people happier in the end the way that they ran this
0: yeah well hey guys uh uh we're uh we, we've got a few minutes left here uh six eight minutes left uh uh i want to switch and talk a little bit about this tournament uh in sailorville uh that's coming up here in a couple weekends uh uh what are we looking for uh, uh tim what do you know about this seems like a lake uh, close to your place
1: yeah it is uh nick's even, even closer um but uh i think it's going to take 11 12 pounds to to win that lake uh it'll be a seven fish format for corn Belt crappie trail uh like normal but um i've yeah i've i've uh, nick and i have talked about our year and uh with the family and, and job commitments i'm not going to be able to fish as many tournaments this year so i'm probably gonna you know, maybe focus on the bigger ones and, and let Nick fly, fly solo and, and most of the Corn Belt trail. So, um, you know, I'll let him speak for, you know, and I'll probably pre-fish with him a little bit on, on Sailorville and and uh, and have fun doing that, but uh, I'll probably not fish too many of the, the Corn Belt uh, tournaments this year just because of time, time restraints, but uh, I'll let Nick talk more about what he's expecting to, to see on that lake
0: okay
1: nick go ahead uh well i I believe i said this on last podcast sailor is only about
2: 10 minutes from my house and i do fish there quite a bit i mean i fish there on the weekends and when i get off work you know i I tend to go over there and, and go fish and i'll tell you what that lake has some monstrous fish in it and if someone could put it together i mean it would it would bring a big weight on that lake i I think personally it could it has the potential to outdo Red Rock uh, by by quite a bit. I think Tim is right that it's gonna take at least twelve pounds to win this thing.
0: but I think if someone figures this out and figures that lake out,
2: uh, there's there's a lot and a lot of potential to do fourteen pounds on that lake but it's, gonna, it, it's gonna fish different right now. it's it's low. It's been low since last year. They dropped it uh, more this spring to do a silt survey on that lake. And uh, so it's, it's going to condense people. It's, it's going to be close combat fishing, or the way that I feel it's going to be close combat. I mean, basically, basically playing bumper boats all day with the low lake levels. Um, that's going to knock out a big portion of that lake, because um, actually most of it is dry ground right now. Um, or that northern portion of it is, but uh, that lake is an outstanding lake, and it's it's a really overlooked lake. I mean, not very many people fish that lake, and for, for people like me that go fish all the time, it's great, because I basically have the whole lake myself, uh, but this tournament being there is going to bring some attention to it, because uh, I know there's going to be big weights there, and I, I think it's going to be a, a really fun tournament.
0: Well, uh, what do you remember the date on that? I think it's two two Saturdays, uh, not this Saturday, but the Saturday after next. Anyway, yeah, I
2: believe the twenty ninth is the tournament. Is that kind of sounds right? Twenty ninth or thirtieth? Yeah, I think it's twenty ninth.
0: Well, Tim, uh, uh, what kind of advantage is Nick going to have, uh, having fished this place so much and having his own little spots that he 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 can go to down there?
1: Oh, he's going to have a a little advantage. Um, You know, there's a lot of uh, our straight trail, um, you know, regulars that that probably haven't spent much time on there. Uh, I know we got some uh, team from um, Muscatine, uh, Burlington area down in there, and uh, a lot of guys from down around the Rappin area that, that probably never have a reason to get up to to sailorville and uh so yeah there's gonna Nick's gonna have a little bit of an advantage there but uh anything can happen uh it's fishing and uh, anybody can win any tournament so you know we you know we we want to grow this corn belt trail and, and get more and more boats all the time and and uh, we just you know hope everybody uh uh can come fish with us and you know we we want to help people catch fish and you know there's no secrets um, we just want to grow the sport and grow our trail and, and grow the industry.
0: Well, uh, you got a couple minutes left here. Uh, can each of you mention any sponsors that you have?
2: Yeah, I could, I can throw our sponsors. Um, so I, you know, just like thank, you know, all of our sponsors and both are great and amazing families for both, you know, letting us do this and, and travel around and do everything. Um, but our sponsors would be, uh, Cold Snap Outdoors, Jenko uh, Fishing, just on a crappie bank company, uh, I Hold Jigs, Crappie Magnet, uh, Nationwide Insurance, Central Financial Group, and uh, Valhalla.
0: Oh, well, that's, uh, that's a good little list there. Uh, uh, well, thank, uh, I'd like to thank those sponsors. You guys picked a winner here uh, with these guys, and uh, uh, thanks for being with us. Anything either one of you want to say before I let you go?
1: I just want to say thank you, Dave, and, and Round Guy Radio. We uh, we appreciate the opportunity.
0: Yeah, well, I appreciate all the good ratings we get when we talk fishing. So uh, uh, if people are listening, I'll keep talking about it. And uh, you guys keep winning, and we'll keep having you on. Nick, uh, I may come uh, riding the boat with you so I can get half a trophy over there. <laughs> you, you can come hop any time
2: you want. We'll share a couple of things.
0: All right. Well, thanks for being with us.
2: Yeah, thank Thank you. you.